Hey, it's Ro Hattie. Didn't think we'd be in this place, but look at us now. Faith in a Fresh Vibe podcast. I am Ro Hattie, coming at you from Treaty 7 lands in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. This is the inaugural Faith in a Fresh Vibe podcast, so why not some introductions? In this episode, we're going to be talking about pandemics, grief, loss, all that fun stuff of how to survive during COVID-19. But before that, what's with another podcast and why dump it all at the same time during a pandemic? Well, for one, we've been trying to put together a podcast about the reimagination of the Christian faith for quite some time. Initially, we were going to launch out around Christmas, which is the Advent season. And instead, it's coming at you during the Lent Easter season, which I think is fitting. But it's also a time where we have more time to listen to content and it's my hope that the guests on this show and the ideas presented will spur you on into, into new thinking, a new imagination, a new dreaming, if you will, about the Christian faith. That's my hope, at least. Who am I? Well, for those of you who don't know me, I wear a number of different hats. First off, I enjoy writing, have a couple of books out. But don't really make any money writing. I don't think many writers do. You just sort of do it for the love of the game. Then there's the pastoral work that I do, which isn't full-time, but I've always had some sense of pastoral work in my ministry. I'm what Christians call a church planter. Planted my second church called Cypher Church. One of the values of Cypher Church is faith in a fresh vibe, and it's not just to create something neat and cool for your friends, something to bring them to on a Sunday or Saturday night. Rather, it's a genuine attempt to acknowledge that there are people who have either walked away from their faith or have or are deconstructing, and they're looking for tools to reconstruct. I think it's one thing to throw out the baby with the bathwater, as it were, It's quite another to cling to what little faith you have left and try to figure out if there are pieces that you can rebuild, a new foundation that you can build from. Although I don't think the gospel changes, I don't think Jesus does. I think our way we interpret scripture, I think the way we understand the stories, all of those things change and shift with time. Every generation should reinterpret and retranslate scriptures, as N.T. Wright would say. I would tend to agree, yet the institutional church is not a space that accommodates change well. But that doesn't stop us from from imagining. Rather, we have a chance here to pick up, even in small ways, the next shift, the next idea, the next thing that's going to take us into a new direction, that will take us deeper, and perhaps even deeper into a more profound spirituality and faith. Now, the pastoral work, that stuff pays very little as well. So part of the way I pay the bills is through a bivocational capacity. I've always, in my adult career, worked for myself. So there's this kind of entrepreneurial spirit behind some of the things I do. Entrepreneurial is the business language. In church language, you would say that apostolic is one of my gifts. 
trying to reimagine and place and see where God is moving in the present. I hope that you come along for this journey, one that pushes the Christian faith, especially traditions and foundations we've always taken for granted, pushing them into new light. It doesn't mean everything here is canon. Very little of it would be. But there's supposed to be questions. It's supposed to be attempts to reimagine and inspire new thinking around the Christian faith. In this episode, I thought it would be fitting for us to talk about COVID-19. Or, or speaking uh, moistly on them. Oh, what a terrible image. No, I don't take responsibility at all because we were given a... Uh... You've heard enough of it. We're all tired. Just tired. No reason. Tiredness is perhaps the body's way of dealing with the grief. Life as we know it has completely changed. Now, there are some, and some pastors, I suppose, who are trying to make light or help people through the struggle, who they themselves haven't dealt or aren't very good at dealing with grief. What they're doing is providing trite answers that eventually, if you just hang on, when all this just blows over, we'll go back to normal. I don't think that's true. I don't, I don't think that's even authentic. We're not going back to normal. Normal wasn't good enough, especially when you consider that normal came at the expense of so many. Ironically, it's coming at the expense of so many we deem essential right now, like all those grocery store workers. Yeah, we don't want to go back to normal that just sees grocery store essential workers being paid the minimum wage. Most of those folks have to work two or three jobs just to make ends meet in our world. I don't want to go back to that kind of normal. We got to dream of something better. Can we do better? What are you doing right now to survive, to get by? Well, the first step is just that, survival. I think it's really easy for us to get caught up in all the social media. It's both a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing we have Netflix and all the other flicks to buy the time in isolation it's quite another when we are inundated with nonstop bad news. Not only bad news, but to use the term fake news, harmful news. The first step in survival is to put together a plan with yourself and hopefully with loved ones. The next step is dig into community where you can, respecting social distancing, figure out what it means to be community in this age, in this pandemic time. Part of putting together a plan to survive also means pulling in the right information, and that should be pretty simple. Look at all the key people in government, so municipalities, and if you're in Canada, provinces, and also the federal government. Look at what they're saying. Listen to the medical professionals. Each region has a chief medical officer. Listen to what they're saying and follow their advice. We're going to get through this but maybe not unscathed. When you move from survival, you look outside and you realize everything has changed. You're reeling inside. Remember that first time you went to the grocery store? Things were okay. Things were changing a little bit, but you didn't really notice. And then the second time you went a couple weeks later, then, then that's when things were different and you started to maybe worry. 
People were walking six feet from each other, holding their breath as they passed in the aisle. Some people were wearing masks. Some people were doing overkill with their masks. And you realized, this is not right. And when we see that life has changed outside, but also inside too, the very fact we can't leave our homes, that many of us have either lost our jobs or we're working from home, it's an indicator of the sweeping changes in our life. And when we see change, whether we acknowledge it or not, the body starts to process grief. It starts to process that loss. And we can do a couple things there. We can ignore it and try to push it away, try to self-medicate that loss, or we can dig deep into it. Understanding that there are some days or even some moments in the same day where we feel as though we've dealt with the grief and the loss and we're feeling okay, and then in the very next moment, we're not okay. We're feeling kind of down. Maybe the anxiety is starting to perk up. Is it possible that that is a rhythm that we should be getting used to? It's a healthy rhythm to be up and down. Hopefully you can share that rhythm with somebody that you love and trust. We're in a season right now of lament. That's the Lent season in many ways. The lament means we got to figure out how we can just linger in the loss, linger in the grief. It's harder to do when you've always tried to push away loss or grief. You haven't dealt with what's deep inside your own person, your own heart. It's hard to do when you're stuck inside your head for long periods of time and you've done everything you could have in the past to stay out of your head. A lot of us fill that void with busyness, so we don't have to just sit and linger with our thoughts. Early on in the self-isolation phases, I heard stories from many people who were just struggling. I can't do this. can't just sit here. I have to do something. I just can't sit in my head. Isn't this weird for you? Well, kind of. It's not entirely abnormal for me to work by myself for long stretches of time. I've done that for my entire life, my entire adult career at least. But some of us are better off dealing with the thoughts in our heads than others. And I wonder if that has something to do with our ability to not only dig deep into the things that we're worried about or avoiding, but also to do that lingering in the loss I think it's helpful for us, especially as churches and church leaders, to acknowledge that there is an ongoing ebb and flow of dealing with the grief. It's more authentic in my mind for us to acknowledge that we're in a season where there are no answers. See, Lent, it leads us to Good Friday and ultimately to Easter Sunday. It's a perfect time, really, in our age right now, in the middle of a pandemic, to be in the Easter season but we reduce some of the answers, or rather, we, re- we reduce the problem into trite answers. I've heard stories of many pastors calling on the hope that Sunday brings. And in the Christian faith, Sunday, that Resurrection Sunday, is the symbol. It's a reorientation. It brings us back to the story where Christ triumphs over the greatest disconnection that humanity faces, which is death. All the things before death and death itself, Jesus beats 
but it doesn't feel like Sunday. It doesn't feel like Easter Sunday. It doesn't feel like we're in a moment of triumph when you're stuck inside all day. When people you know and loved ones are dying, when the governments around you are not responding in the way that leaves you frightful, it doesn't feel like there's victory in our midst. That's the authenticity part. It's okay to be in that space. It's okay, and I think it's good for your mental health to linger in that lost space. Rather than a perpetual Good Friday, Groundhog Day, you ever see that Bill Murray movie, Groundhog Day, where he repeats the same day over and over and over and over again? Right now, it almost seems like we're in a perpetual Groundhog Day, Good Friday, which for some of us, that's exactly how it feels. I think of it as kind of the Easter Saturday. So it's not quite Sunday where there's triumph and it's not quite Good Friday in death, although many of you are in that space and need to sit and linger and just be in a space of death if that's what's in front of you. The Saturday piece is saying that there's no guarantee, not in this moment. Saturday is the in-between. It's a liminal space. It's a now, but not yet. There's pandemic loss, grief, anxiety, death, now. And we are promised all those things will be turned right. We just don't know when. And that's why there's no guarantee. It reminds me of the story in the Gospels where Jesus encounters a father whose child he has just healed. And the man exclaims, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Do you feel like you're in that space and place right now? You're caught in the in-between. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. We are rest assured that in our unbelief, we have a God who connects with our loss, a God who has suffered through the same things we have suffered through. We have a Lord who has gone to the cross, which means that there is an echoing, a coming alongside a sharing of the grief and the loss that we have experienced. All those things were taken to the cross, yet we still have lingering doubts, especially in the present. I think doubts are part of our faith. I think it's part of a healthy faith. In fact, if you have no doubts, you really don't have any faith. It's important for us to grasp onto the authenticity of the scriptures and the stories contained within. If you read the Psalms, as many of you are doing during this time, you search into Lamentations or you search into the Psalms to find where you can come alongside the same emotions and struggles as the writers and poets. The Lament Psalms are some of the key pieces that have kept me going through difficult times in my life. And also in this moment, throughout our increased, and I say increased, increased gatherings in Cypher Church, because we don't meet every week. We have a rhythm of every month, and we've started to do every week just as a connection point, knowing that people are isolated and disconnected. We're human beings after all, and although we lack that touch, which is what we value incarnate presence with one another, we're going to try to replicate as best we can. So we started to gather 
by video conference weekly. And one of the key pieces I use to ground us in a sense of rhythm every time we gather for a service or um, a celebration is draw to the lament psalms. It's just our reality right now, and it's okay for us to cling to that reality of loss, of grief, of unbelief. It's real. So let's continue to struggle in the places and spaces in our faith. In this moment, it calls for struggle, because we don't know what happens tomorrow. We certainly cling to the hope that is promised to come, but we don't know when that is coming. And in the midst and in the in-between, that's where we linger, caught, struggling with a faith that seems real in one moment and not so real in the next. This has been a Faith in the Fresh Vibe podcast, our very first one. Thanks for listening in. I want to alert you to what is also coming up. We have a series of house conversations where over the summer of 2019, part of a Rhythm and Cipher Church We brought some key voices, interviews of friends of mine, an artist, an Indigenous leader, and an Old Testament professor. And we asked them some questions around reimagining faith in a fresh vibe. We've released all of these podcasts at once, so you can jump straight into the next one. And I hope you can connect with us. Connect with Cypher Church online on Facebook and on Twitter. Probably Facebook is better and Instagram for Cypher Church, C-Y-P-H-E-R. You can connect with me as well on Twitter and Instagram or on my website, rohadi.com, on Twitter at rohadi, and on Instagram, it's rohadi.com. Until next time, keep searching, linger in the loss, struggle through your grief, and hopefully grab a couple of friends to venture along this wayward path.